everybody and welcome back to Hot Drinks and Good Company. Today we've taken some freshly ground conversation, we've popped it into a percolator, we've chucked it on the stove, we've waited patiently until the bubbling sound stops and then poured it fresh and steaming into a mug of good vibes only. Then we froth, sorry I actually can't, This I can't take myself seriously. Then we frothed up some excellent guestage until silky and smooth and between 55 and 65 degrees Celsius. We poured it into our mug and we sprinkled some chocolatey flavoured melodies in the shape of a smiley face on top. And now it's ready for you to consume our lovely listeners. That's all. That's all I've got. It's over. <laughs> Hello? Thoughts? Can you hear me? I can. That was that was thorough. I know. That's how I would describe that. Extensive, thorough, creative, all sorts. What can I say? I'm creative. I enjoyed that you went for the percolator for a change. Yeah, I thought I'd switch things up. Um, I can hear you, yeah, pretty. You're like the tiniest bit crackly. Mm, Risky. I thought I'd put it out there and try and do it in the garden, but I don't know if it's going to follow through. No, you're actually, you're pretty clear now. I can hear, you just sound like you're in a spacious room, but it's quite nice. Quite nice. I am in a spacious room. The outdoors. (laughs) The, The biggest spacious room there is. Um, yeah, anyway, I thought I'd, you know, really go for it this time with the intro. I, that's a first. I couldn't hold it together. I actually just was laughing at myself, and that I is really rating them out of 10. Shame we've only got a few weeks left. <laughs> okay, well, for our final episode roundup, we can rate all the intros. Maybe you should put a book together with all your intros in them. Yeah, and, and it. That can be our first merch item. Something makes me think no one would buy that. Um, from Tabby's intro on the back of hoodies. Oh my god, stop, it's too much. I don't think we would sell a single one. Um, <laughs> by the way, fantastic choice of song to introduce this morning, one of my absolute oh, yeah, for so many reasons. Um, okay, without further ado, this might be a Hot Drinks and Good Company first, where we have had zero technical issues. You know, I should just... Why, why we thought that it was a good idea for me to be in charge of the this for the whole time we've been virtual I don't know because for the first week you've just done it and it worked seamlessly <laughs> so can I say um anyway yes hooray for zero zilch technical hitches insert a little crowd cheering sound effect um and without further ado let us introduce our guest I am so excited because I cannot wait to chat to this most esteemed guest this morning this is flora flora can you hear us hiya can you hear me yes Yes. crystal clear crystal clear again no technical problems (laughs) yet flora you must be a good omen how are you doing flora i'm good it's a bit early but yeah, well, Tabby, you really make convinced me that we were going to have some issues here. I'm not going to lie, Flora. She, she was, she was implying to me that you would have slept in. So I, I had <laughs> a few hopes, and then your name appeared in the studio, and I was like, "Now we followed through. It's good stuff." So I, knew, no, I made sure I had multiple alarms. I knew I could I, count on you. 
somehow I've got used to the early morning slot. I'm excited to next year hopefully do an evening style radio show. That'd be more my scene. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Flora, you will be invited back in the evening time next year and we're thinking of doing alcoholic drinks, so that'll be a whole lot more fun. That sounds ideal. Um, So let's talk about your hot drink choice please can you explain what you have picked and why so i have a bit of a problem with hot drinks is that i cannot handle caffeine at all to the point that if i have one cup of coffee my heart is racing my hands are shaking and it's it's really quite awful um so i had to go with decaf tea because that's pretty much the only hot drink that i can drink um which is basically as boring as it gets but it works for me and i like it so <laughs> okay so straight away this is fairly controversial because we've had some serious shade thrown for the decaf lifestyle in the past and i dabble with decaf um i'm not ashamed of it i think decaf can sometimes be wonderful um but people like to hate on me for it so i'm actually really glad to be joined by someone who can understand the decaf life I also think yeah. that you have a completely fair enough reason. I think that that is totally acceptable. Um, well, the last time I had a caffeinated coffee, I literally threw up because my body just rejected it. <laughs> yeah, not a pleasant experience. <laughs> and how can you remember how you discovered this this problem with caffeine? When was the first time that you realised you and caffeine weren't? Well, meant to I be? think I think it came from because when we Tabby when we used to do coaching gymnastics yeah. coaching on a Saturday morning I always used to have a coffee mm-hmm. um obviously we started that when I was only about 13 no it was a bit older than that I might have been 14 really um yeah. so I started drinking coffee quite young um but then probably when I got to about 16 I think I just overdone it and my body was like no get this out mm-hmm. of me um <laughs> and then every time I'd have a cup of coffee my hands would like shake loads to the point that I could barely write mm-hmm. um and I'd get like heart palpitations and everything. And it just, yeah, it went downhill from there, really. And now I used to just be with coffee, but I could drink tea okay. And now even if I have more than one cup of caffeinated tea, I, I start to struggle. So I've gone with the, the safer option of just having decaf everything. The safest of safes. Yeah. Interesting. Um, Lou, what are your thoughts on this um, this controversial choice? You know, it's tricky because I feel like all of the symptoms you just described, I feel every day and I should probably take them a little more seriously. (laughs) (laughs) Because, you know, the heart palpitations, struggling to write, that's not rare. But I mean, I don't know. Do you drink decaf coffee? Yeah, I have to drink decaf coffee. I'm not a massive fan of coffee, so I'd go for tea over coffee. Well, I'll be honest, I made myself a decaf tea. I've got it in front of me right now. And when it comes to drinking tea, I'm not against it. Like, it tastes the exact same to me. And I would never drink a cup of yeah. tea for a caffeine hit anyway. So I can get behind that. Like, I don't see why there would really be much of a difference. You know, if someone served it up to me, I would never know. Um, so I'm, I'm supportive of the decaf tea lifestyle. I don't know what you're talking about, Tabby, throwing this shade at decaf. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's definitely been some considerable shade thrown in the Maybe I'm just particularly sensitive. Um, anyway, let's we kind of jumped ahead a little bit. Let's uh, actually give a, a proper introduction of Flora and who you actually are and why you're such great company. Can you um, explain how we know each other? So Tabby and I used to do gymnastics together. 
uh, from when we were, I was what, five or six, Tabby? You were seven? Probably about that. I think I started when I was like just turning seven. So it would yeah. have been, yeah. So about oh, then, because obviously I'm, I'm a couple of years younger. But yeah, we uh-huh. did gymnastics together. We used to train about 20 hours a week together and spent half our life in the gym. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much how we knew each other. We had a great lasting friendship from the age of about five, didn't we, Tabby? We did indeed. And we <laughs> had plenty of time. We had about four hours most days, which yeah. we somehow managed to fill with not a lot of training and a lot of talking. And our yeah. Russian gym used to say, let's talk more walk. And somehow <laughs> make talk and work rhyme. And that was probably his most used catchphrase because we would just absolutely gossip for four hours a day. It's great. Definitely. Gossip about the, the lives of, the interesting lives of, of young children. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah, we talked about absolute rubbish. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we managed to fill 20 hours a week worth of, of chats. Absolutely. There was always something to talk about. We were never short of things. We would, like, it was, it was hilarious. Like, our poor coaches had to, like, literally, like, pull us all apart because we were just all gossip the whole time <laughs> that's great I was forever being sent out of the gym for talking too much yeah, so right. take your stuff and go home <laughs> was that's frequently good. frequently yeah. uh heard. um yeah so we we've we go way back and we spent hours and hours and hours gossiping together and doing the occasional bit of actual gymnastics um and then as you said we did some coaching as well together and we've just kind of just not been able to to sever the bond of of a mutual <coughs> enjoyment slash endurance of the believe me I've tried very hard but hasn't quite worked mm-hmm. yet you're gonna have to keep trying I'm afraid <laughs> Um, and Flora and Lou, you guys still have not met. No, you know, I, this part of me thinks that having the virtual radio show has been a blessing because it means that I can meet everyone virtually at least. But it would obviously be more fun if we had the studio. Although I don't know if all of our guests would have travelled up to St Andrews just to do an hour-long radio show. But the day will come. I think it will happen. Hopefully soon. No, for sure. I really, I think it would be so much fun. We need to have some makeup for lost time and have some some St Andrews fun times all together. Well, May and I have always said we were going to come and visit you in St Andrews. It just hasn't really happened yet, but it's just, next yeah, year just, it definitely will. I think that would be fantastic. I think it's it's absolutely got to happen. I will, we will we will absolutely make it happen. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Um, yeah, so that that is the the brief history of of brief <laughs> the lifelong history of me and Flora's friendship. Um, and here we are. And DFT, this is your choice. Let's let's get back to this and let's pick it apart a little bit more. Do you have a specific tea bag blend that you would go for, or is it just any old DFT? Well, because I'm a student, it's normally whichever one's on offer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> whichever whichever one's the cheapest really because I think they all taste the same but I think so too to be fair when it comes to the tea you know I've been thinking and I now now I think I've got a thesis about my my issue with 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 decaf okay so 
when if someone only drinks decaf I'm like that's kind of fair because they've made you know they've got their reasons they don't do well with caffeine I get it maybe what irks me is when people drink caffeine and yet they still choose sometimes to order a decaffeinated drink that I struggle to understand more do you get me Mm-hmm. Are you directly throwing shade at me particularly? No, no, absolutely not. If anything, I was trying not to do that. <laughs> what about okay. someone that drinks caffeine but chooses to have a decaf tea in the evening or something? Do you agree with that? Yeah, no, I could get behind that. No, that that is kind of totally fair. If they were like going to bed and they wanted to have a little decaf tea, just like how people have, um, like you know, peppermint tea, for example, late in the evening, I think that mm-hmm. that makes more sense. But if someone drinks quite a lot of normal coffee and then they like go out to a coffee shop and get a decaf coffee I would just be confused <laughs> yeah that's I, I yeah I completely understand I do feel like I am more in the camp of like caffeinated coffee and then if it becomes like past a certain time my sleep is too important to me to sacrifice and so I will just get decaf um, yeah but I can understand why actually paying for a coffee in a coffee shop and getting decaf seems silly if you like could have the the alternative I would love to know because I it's so ingrained in me that like you're not really meant to have caffeine past a certain hour so mm-hmm. like, you know, I, w- I would probably stop drinking coffee at about like five six at a push I wouldn't like have a coffee at 8 p.m but then I think if I did I really wouldn't struggle to fall asleep I think I'd be absolutely fine whereas See, tabs do you, you would actually struggle to fall asleep yeah, and I like I, I'm convinced. Even when I have a normal tea, like not decaf tea, at like any time in the late afternoon, I definitely notice that I maybe it's just psychological, but I feel like I really struggle more to fall asleep. And I like there are a few things in life that are more precious to me than sleep. I just think that it's one of the most wonderful gifts that we've been given, <laughs> and I don't want to jeopardize any. A single minute of my life in the game of articulate we played the other weekend <laughs> oh my god don't expect me like the clue was um what do you do when you go upstairs and i was guessing as well and i was like oh i don't know like go to the toilet like go and do my work go and call a friend and tabby just like screamed out bedtime as if like the only possible reason for going upstairs in the house is to go to bed I was like clearly something's on your mind all the time I got it right so who's laughing now (laughs) that was very funny um that was one of those moments I did literally my brain hadn't even consciously processed it was just like instinct Tabby go upstairs bedtime (laughs) oh dear um anyway that's enough of that Flora I want to ask you if you had the all all powerful superpowers to be anywhere with anyone at any time where would be your absolute dream location and scenario to consume your dream hot drink and you can answer straight away or if you need a bit of thinking time you can play your song and give yourself a little bit of time to to brainstorm um well obviously the company would have to be you Tabitha because there's no one better in the world surely um, Stop it. <laughs> and location it would have to be somewhere cold because there's nothing better than having a nice hot drink when it's a cold evening so maybe like a ski chalet because Tabitha and I went skiing together when we were younger so I'm thinking maybe yeah. that that chalet that we were staying in when we were skiing oh my goodness 
watching the sunset over the mountains, that would be pretty ideal right now. The dream. That would I'm, I would be down for that. If, if we could make that happen, I would be absolutely keen. Um, I'll, I'll absolutely. take the time to sit in the Alps and drink a nice cup of decaf tea. I'd, I'd You're more than welcome to join. <laughs> well, now we're talking. Um, no, that does sound pretty pretty ideal. I agree with you that a hot drink in cold weather, there's something special about it. Luckily in Scotland, it's almost always cold, so it justifies drinking hot drinks all the time. Always a hot drink, that's very true. No, yeah. I think that is a very, very excellent scene, and I, I wish that we could transport ourselves there right now. Um, okay. Would you like to introduce your song choice, Flora, and explain your reasoning behind it? Because I think this is pretty fantastic. So I was desperately thinking, trying to trying to think of a song that I could link to decaf tea, um, and I was getting absolutely nowhere. And I uh, spoke to one of my friends from uni, and I said, "Look, I need I need some help. Can you help me think of a song that can somehow be linked to decaf tea?" And he was like, "Okay, give me a minute." And a couple of minutes later, he just comes back and starts singing um, a little less conversation. But he'd changed the words from a little less conversation to a little less caffeination, a little more decaf, please. Um, oh, nice. I just thought it was brilliant. So, that sounds good. All right. That we're going to enjoy song of choice. And imagine the words being subbed out. Yeah. All listeners have to mentally replace the words correctly because I think that this is just too good of a, a, a perfect fit to, to miss. All right, this is a little less conversation by Mr. Elvis Presley. What an absolute jam. That is such a tune. Do you know what it reminds me of? This might be incredibly niche. (laughs) Obviously, you used to watch Tracy Beaker. Flora, did you watch Tracy Beaker when you grew up? When you were growing up? I did, yeah. Do you know? Oh, this is so embarrassing that my knowledge is this niche. So, um, there's like a scene where she's she's making toast in her like new house. And she like <laughs> the kitchen paper over the toaster and she starts a fire. Does that ring a bell? Vaguely, a very distant bell. <laughs> this, is song, this is the song that plays in that scene. <laughs> Quite impressive knowledge. Yeah, well, you know, I'm getting back into it after watching um the the Tracy Beaker, my mum and me, when I was last home in the, in lockdown. You know, it's been on my mind a lot recently. But yeah, really back check me and see after. I'm I'm almost sure that I'm right. I'm not sure if I'm impressed or ashamed that you know that specific. Why would you be ashamed? <laughs> Why would you be ashamed? That's a good question. <laughs> Purely just. Um. What a fabulous song choice, and also what an excellent reason. I think that was perfect. Listening to that in the Alps with a hot drink would be an absolute dream. Mm. Um, okay, I wanted to throw things back a little bit to our gym days and reminisce about... Uh, our very early hot drink related shenanigans that I just remembered as I was brainstorming things that we could mention. And I remembered this like super cheap, trashy hot drink machine, like dispenser with those sachets that you can get that they had in the kitchen upstairs at the gym. 
I don't think I saw anyone ever use. But nonetheless, no, it was I don't there. Think I did. And it was always stocked up with sachets. They just kind of miraculously always full. And so we kind of thought, you know, no one's ever using this machine and these sachets are just going to waste. But they're like designed for the machine. So they have a little like cap on the top and you can't really get into them. The machine is supposed to open them. And they have things like, I think, different coffees and mocha and some hot chocolate ones. Um, and we would get a designated five minute break, which was very precious and always lasted a lot longer than five minutes. Um, and we would go up to the kitchen to have a little snack. And we, I don't even know who decided that this was ever a good idea, but this gives you an idea of how much time we would spend getting bored and having crazy ideas and trying to entertain ourselves. But I remember that we one time decided we would take the hot chocolate sachet, the hot chocolate powder from the machine and try, just try it straight out of the packet. Like pure sugar and chocolate powder. And because it was like sealed, you can't use it unless you have the machines. I'm pretty sure it's quite creative. We used to get bobby pins to like pierce the the little foil. I remember that. And we used to like have these little missions where we'd like sneak into the into the kitchen and take the hot chocolate sachets and like hide them under our jumpers and like combat roll down the corridor and like try not to be seen by anyone. Not that anyone actually cared. And then we would literally just like shot back these sugary, chocolatey, powdery things. Um, and I just and made were they You know, I can you remember much about the actual powder? I think it was more the thrill than the yeah, actual. Yeah, I mean, they were just very dry because you'd put yeah. it in your mouth, and then all of a sudden your mouth was just filled with this powder. Oh. Um, but it was it was sugary and it was chocolatey and we weren't supposed to have anything nice for our snacks. We were only supposed to have a piece of fruit or a cereal bar. So I think anything to get a bit of sugar in our system, we yeah. were quite happy to do. Well, exactly. there was a, an appeal to that, like when they used to have those um, like sherbet sticks, you know, that you would yeah. get to shop and you were just like yeah. shop all in one. That was exactly what we were like. Pardon? You were really hardcore, you'd do like a few in a row, and it was quite the kick. <laughs> yeah, we thought we were like proper little hardcore ones sneaking down into our little break room. We were just like knocking back all in one. It was, it was pretty hardcore stuff. <laughs> was it just you guys, or, or did the other kids get involved too? Or were they not cool enough? <laughs> no, I the others like, were involved as well. I feel like everyone got involved. I feel like that you couldn't really get away with much without everyone, you know knowing what was going on but I do think we thought we were we were pretty slick um, <laughs> and you've actually reminded me as well Flora about like not being allowed anything that was too nice in our snack and we would basically look for any excuse to be able to have any sort of treats and so anytime it was someone's birthday we would like go to great lengths to bake a really like elaborate cake and then if you turned up to gym with a really nice cake you couldn't let it go to waste and so in our break, we would go and eat cake and we would just like spend so long, like slowly. We had to do the warm up afterwards as well. And then we yes. spent about half an hour washing up and mostly just throwing like bubbles at each other. But it got us out of doing gymnastics. So. 
And the even better part was that we'd then just be filled with chocolate cake. And so the idea of then doing like really hard, complicated tumbles or doing like crazy like giants and stuff around a bar was just, you know, dangerous because, you know, you can't do that when you fill up with cake. So we'd be like, oh, what a shame. Like we'll probably have to take the rest of the session kind of easy and maybe do like some choreography or something really calm. (laughs) It was great. Isn't it funny how the thing that we actively choose to spend our lives doing, we then spend time trying to get out of? Like, you were there solely out of choice. We did everything we could to get out of doing gymnastics. Even though we loved it, we honestly would do anything we could not to do it. It was hilarious, honestly. We we did. We, like, spent our whole lives doing it, and we loved it. And we did a lot of it. But when we got the chance, we did not pass up the opportunity. To, yeah. to sky off. We also used to have little ballet sessions. Flora, do you remember when we would have like a, a like mission, like a, a a little like plan ready that everyone would be in on? That we would try and get Lucy to talk our coach about something that would like take her off on a long tangent, so that we would be talking yeah. for a long time. <laughs> we weren't working. We'd be all there looking at the clock, like yes, she's been talking for fifteen minutes, right? that's 15 less gymnastics we've done and exactly. we're going for a long kid the best that thing reminds me of that was her dog mm-hmm. there are a few topics that were absolutely foolproof every time and then she'd start being like okay now like let's get back to it and we'd all be looking at each other like someone think of another question and it was always May. May was always like tell us more about your ballet teaching <laughs> or like what's the royal ballet school like <laughs> and she'd be like huh interesting question Oh dear. the skill of sidetracking I was going to say it's just, it was the same at school though like if you just couldn't be bothered in a class we would always just like you know gather, rally troops beforehand and try and get in the mood where you just like ask your teacher every possible question you can with the hope that they'll go off on a tangent and that will at least waste like half the time of the lesson and it used to work quite well oh yeah <laughs> I do think it is actually when you get the knack, it's pretty easy to to find some sort of side tracking. And we we definitely perfected it. Sometimes we were we were pretty efficient, but it is definitely. really hard to look back on <laughs> the fact that we were there out of choice, and yet any minute we got to waste was worth it. Flora, I have a question for you about cafe culture since you've gone to yeah. uni can you so, repeat that it comes out. yeah of course so you're at rvc so you're going you're at uni in london what is yeah. the cafe culture like at uni and how has your relationship with hot drinks changed since you started uni well annoyingly for me nothing's really been open since i've started uni because obviously i only just started this year um so we haven't really been able to go out anywhere, although I make about 30 cups of tea a day because it's pretty much any excuse to get out of my bedroom and step away from my desk where I'm working and go into the kitchen and hope that there's going to be someone in there. <laughs> and, and nine times out of 10, there is someone else in the kitchen. And then you just end up spending about half an hour talking about absolute rubbish, but it gets you away from your work for a while. So it's ideal. But honestly, we get through we get through tea bags like there's no tomorrow because all of us will use any 
any possible excuse to go into the kitchen and and have a chat rather than sitting in our rooms doing our work that I is don't very reasonable. I think that that is absolutely I think when you're stuck at home the the tea or just hot drink consumption definitely goes through the roof because it's just the best excuse to have a little break and if it comes with a little chat then it's even better it's just dangerous though because I mean I can just mold it to justify any situation like I always I'll drink hot drinks when I'm studying to have a break but then like equally if I'm doing nothing all day I'll justify like having hot drinks all day because it's relaxing so they're just fit for the occasion really this is the thing you can absolutely justify any situation there's always a hot drink for everything which is why they are so fantastic and which is why we've managed to squeeze an entire year's worth of radio content out of <laughs> it's actually quite impressive that one, that, that one impressive. and on reflection i'm amazed that we've had a completely different hot drink choice every time and i know goes to show that everyone has their own unique hot drink preferences which I love. Um, okay, and Flora, on extending upon your um, tea habits since going to uni, is anyone in your flat a teapot user, or is it always just by the mug? Always just by the mug, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, we're all broke students. I think no one can afford to have a fancy teapot. Or if you do, chances are it's going to get broken or lost. Or we, One of our flatmates is terrible for stealing things <laughs> he's not intentionally well sometimes intentionally so everyone seems to lose bowls or or knives and forks and things and then you go into justin's cupboard and they're all in there so <laughs> i think honestly if anyone had a teapot it would it would go straight into justin's cupboard so <laughs> everyone just sticks to their their nice mugs of tea no. that does sound fairly sensible Tabby, I think yeah. you're an anomaly. I, I mean, was just going to say, I think you have to be a very weird kind of person to care about teapots. I mean, like, who on earth would, like, well, who would even... At the age of 20 years old, like, I knew, in my mind, you did have a teapot, but then when I was, like, gathering your kitchen stuff up the other day, I was like, how do we have, like, five teapots in this tiny little house? <laughs> weird. But also, some of them have become, like, you, you're using them for multi-purposes rather than just making tea so I mean did you keep them all in the end have you taken all of those home with you <sighs> so I took them all home with me oh and God. I had a very difficult decision to make because like even I know that it's silly for a girl aged 20 to have three teapots to her name like that is some serious problem so I had to make a really really difficult choice and two of them got the chop and I've only got one left. Um, and it will come as no surprise that the one I kept was the um, terrible white plastic one that I got. I'm just kidding. The, the nice one that you got me for my birthday, Lou. Yeah, it was a good joke. Um, and so the other one bit the dust. They are no more. So how are you going to make your kombucha? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Um, yes, you absolutely do. <laughs> Um, I'm actually on a break from making kombucha at the moment, but if I if I dabble again, then I'm sure you, you decided to stop growing whatever it's called. What are they called? The like horrible food. thing. Okay, yeah. and perfectly natural, and they're really good for you. Thank you very much. 
lucky for the people that you live with now that they don't have to put up with that <laughs> and that you decided to go through your stage whilst we were living together i i made a, an active effort to keep all things kombucha out of your life so you didn't even have to ever cross paths with what, any of that what's it called when they like all, you know it, it starts to oh god i just don't know you know when it clusters together the, the really disgusting gross thing that's called a scoby it's it's like a culture <laughs> A culture, that's it. Yeah. yeah, you'd be like, yeah, the culture's going well today. Yeah. <laughs> Reading some bedtime stories to it. Okay, that's enough. Our listeners don't care about my kombucha habits or my teapot habits. I want to know about Flora's mugs. Flora, do you have a favourite mug? Do you only bring your worst mugs to uni so they don't get end up in Justin's cupboard? <laughs> no, so I actually have quite a lot of nice mugs at uni. I get prized off my mug collection at uni because I have quite an extensive collection. Considering there's only one of me, I think I have about seven mugs at uni. Oh, wow. Um, wow. And I like, I like a big mug as well. So I've got a, a it's a huge mug, really. Um, and it has a picture of a fox on it. And it says, for fox sake, uh, which I was given for my birthday when I was about 14, which I love that mug because it's enormous. <laughs> and you can have basically two cups of tea in one mug. So it's great. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've got a, I've got quite an extensive selection of mugs at uni, all different sizes. Because you know, sometimes you only want a small cup of tea. Sometimes you want a really big one that's going to last you for ages. So I've got Absolutely. yeah, sizes or shapes. It's important to right. switch it up, I think. Um, so, what would be your criteria for a perfect mug? My criteria for a perfect mug. Well, so the mug that I'm using at the moment is one of those, it's like a rounded one rather than a, I'm not really sure how to describe it. It's kind of the shape of a bowl with a handle on. Mm. It looks like a bowl with a handle, basically. Um, nice. So that, that's my favourite style of mug, I'd say. Nice and nice and open. Yeah, the, the more voluminous and the more bowl-like, the better. Definitely. And I it's am. got beautiful animals on it around the rim and... We all know I like animals, so perfect for me. I am absolutely in total agreement. I think the the bigger and the bowlier the mug, the better. And um, also decoration matters. Um, Okay, I think it's time for another song before we run out of time because we're just having so much fun. Lou, do you want to play a song or would you like me to? I would like you to play a song because I don't... (laughs) That's not because you don't have one prepared, is it? Absolutely not. I don't know what you're talking about. Nonsense. I know that you do have one because you were bigging it up earlier, so I'm excited. I'll I'll buy you some time. Okay, I I don't know what you're talking about. I would never big up my song choice. Um, So this song, um, she says about to big it up, um, came from... I've been minorly addicted to Brooklyn Nine-Nine at the moment, and I'm not even ashamed of it. I love it. It makes me laugh out loud like nothing else. And this song was played in the background of, like, this montage where two people dressed up as pilots, and it honestly just, like, had me in stitches. And I'm it's also, like, an absolute bop. Um, so this is Spirit in the Sky. I have no idea who it's by, but enjoy. Okay, so having bragged about not having any technical hitches, we may have ruined our streak and we may have had a little slip up, but... It was made all the better by the immediate... No! (laughs) 
You sounded like it was worth it. I'm so used to it by now that mine's more just like, right, there we go again. (laughs) No shock. Yeah, it was a tune. I liked it. It sounded um, like it could have been in Suits slash, I think it might have been in Suits. I'm trying to remember the specific scene, but I don't want to embarrass myself with my niche TV knowledge once again. (laughs) But I'm sure I'll get there. I do think it's just the perfect, like, you know, in TV shows when you have the, like, slow motion walk when someone's looking pretty suave in, like, a new suit if you have some sort of glow up or something. Mm-hmm. And then they walk in slow motion and this is playing in the background. I often imagine myself walking down the street with a soundtrack playing and I feel like that song <laughs> is really when I've got a skip in my step. Anyway. Moving on. <laughs> Um, Flora, another thing that I thought when I had my little hot drink Flora Tabby uh, brainstorm was the joy and magical concoction that is the Nutella hot chocolate. Now, I don't think this is something that I've ever told you about, Lou, because I kind of forgot it existed, but there was a phase where it was like borderline an addiction. Flora, can you please explain the magic of creating a nutella hot chocolate because you're the original you're the og nutella hot chocolate gal you like and you have the knack and the knowledge it was initially my uncle actually that that introduced me to a nutella hot chocolate that you basically mug of hot milk put it in the microwave well mug of milk put it in the microwave until it's really really hot then get an enormous spoon of nutella and like swirl it around in the milk and Oh, it's honestly it's it's undefeated and then if you're if you're feeling extra fancy you can put a bit of squirty cream on top um <laughs> but honestly nutella hot chocolates are, are the way forward if you ask me wow. it's a shame they just have an unbelievable amount of calories and sugar in but <laughs> if they didn't i would be drinking them all day every day all day, all day. All day. All day. wow so good so good and so creative like, <laughs> and so easy like to create and just so fabulous and it makes me think there's probably a gap in the market for like spread related hot hot chocolate drinks like imagine biscoff in hot milk where like like, chocolate you can get loads of different like chocolate and caramel or like um all the different types of chocolate spread peanut butter add a push controversial could be nice i'm not sure how i feel about that <laughs> chocolate <laughs> and peanut butter i mean where 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 do we draw the line here what's the categorization spreads melted into into hot milk well exactly marmalade and hot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> chocolate filling the cream cheese <laughs> <laughs> um the, the nutella one does sound appealing though i think i could i could see that that could be very nice it really is yummy. It really is. And it's there's just something so much more comforting about a Nutella hot chocolate than a normal hot chocolate. I don't know if it's the like hint of hazelnut, but wow. It's pretty yeah. stuff. Mm. Definitely try it if you if you get the chance. I will actually my flatmate bought a like a, a the, like the biggest jar of Nutella I've ever seen the other day. And he was <laughs> like 
thing is like I worked out cost per value and all this stuff and like it would have been a ripoff if I bought the smaller one like it would have been cheaper but this is better value and I was like you don't need to justify it to me like just get on with your life and enjoy yourself like he was really trying to justify it because I think it cost him like seven pounds as in it's huge yeah it's massive so there's no shortage of Nutella he's still probably pretty protective over it though but maybe I'll convince him to allow me to to try it well, he's lactose intolerant, so it's not like he'll be able to enjoy the joys of... Oh, but he will. Yeah, <laughs> there's nothing stopping Camel when he when he cares enough about something dairy-related. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, and actually, we've, we've got through all of our Easter chocolate, um, finally. So maybe there's a need for more of a sweet treat. Although, we people keep dropping us around, like cookies and stuff, so we have actually got a lot of... Um, little sweet treats here at the moment in this house which is a nice change never a bad thing anything better than a hot drink is a hot drink with an accompanying snack or treat Mm, for sure actually speaking of that's a rather lovely segue Flora are there any particular snacks or treats that you like to accompany your decaf tea with Uh, a hobnob biscuit dunked in a cup of tea is is undefeated definitely Okay. Although we we never let ourselves buy biscuits or very rarely because they all go in about five minutes because we would just sit there and eat about three packets worth between the five of us in about five minutes. So, <laughs> so it's a bit of a rarity in our flat at uni, but at home we always have a, a well-supplied, a well-stocked nice. um, biscuit tin. And are we talking plain hobnobs or hobnobs with the chocolate coating? Well, I do like a chocolate coating, but then you have the problem of the chocolate goes in the tea. And then I'm just not sure how I feel about that. So it's definitely better if you have a plain hobnob dipped in tea and then a chocolate hobnob to just eat on its own. Just as a little, you know, as a a chip. Yeah. Yeah. A little little palate cleanser. Um, (laughs) And would you consider straying from your hobnob loyalty? Are there any other biscuits you would consider? Well, digestives are always, you know, they're a classic. They're they're nice and easy. but when it comes to dunking in tea, there's, I don't know, there's there's few because otherwise you get you get bits in it and and then it goes all funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I think digestives are are kind of the OG. Although I I'm scarred from childhood, just like when you guys would have your little snack break at gym. Whenever I used to, I'm sure you have the same or brownies or whatever it was. You'd get like a five minute break and it would just be two digestive biscuits and then like a plastic glass of juice. Or maybe I was just oh, mistreated. Yeah up on the west coast of Scotland but it would be like a tiny little plastic cup of either orange or black currant juice and like yeah. and obviously you're not going to dunk so you just have like this dry digestive biscuit but at the time it was like oh. a big treat I honestly think it's- if I was doing that now I'd get PTSD it would be weird can we just take it back obviously you're not going to dunk okay this is definitely not just me but dunking a digestive biscuit in squash because of this exact reason, because when we're kids, we're given orange or blackcurrant squash and some biscuits, and there is absolutely no reason not to dunk the biscuit in squash. Uh, and it is delicious. I mean, there's the most outrageous thing you've ever said on this video. I'm not alone. I honestly, I have had this conversation with multiple people, and dipping a biscuit in anything and a squash is not an exception makes the biscuit better 100% Wait, hang on Flora are you on board with this definitely not that's okay, that's good. quite 
files. When there. you say you've had this conversation with several people, I want names and <laughs> I really need to be able to remember these conversations to back myself up. I'm going to request anyone who's listening to message the Instagram because I 100% know people who have said this to me before I've I even mean, mentioned it and I've been like, yeah, okay. like beyond bizarre behaviour. you buy a packet of digestive biscuits and like grab a glass of water to start dunking no 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 no. okay let me get this straight this is this is a a desperate times situation you're given squash you're given biscuits the squash is particularly boring on its own the biscuits are dry and boring on their own so that in out of desperation you combine them to make them mediocre at best when combined i would never like go out of my way to get some squash to dip some biscuits in the implication is that the biscuit is always better when soggy yeah. I, I definitely think that's true but maybe that's just you can buy your digestives and then on purpose wait till it rains one day and then just go sit outside <laughs> okay i'm not gonna lie and you cannot knock it until you've tried it because i was originally uh, appalled by this idea but celia introduced me to the idea of um running <laughs> i'm pretty sure it was celia i might be about to get in her bad books if this is wrong um a plain digestive biscuit run very briefly under a warm tap makes it better. Because oh, this is no. no digestive no, slightly soggy is just better, in my opinion. Your your like dream must be a night in a bath with just like digestive biscuits to dunk in the water around you. Oh my god, don't give me any ideas. That sounds amazing. <laughs> this is outrageous. And you know what? We we are gonna run out of time to, to close with the song probably, but I actually don't care because this is myself. so shocking that it would be rude not to engage in it <laughs> um, well, there we are. I, honestly i'm not ashamed of it i really do stand by my opinion and i do I've think got my phone next to me and no one's messaged the instagram yet so i'm waiting for all of these people to come forward we'll <laughs> see um they just need to be brave enough to own own their their passion but i do think you guys need to try it before you really you know throw shade because i'm just saying changed my life all those boring squash and biscuit breaks when i was a kid no longer boring because i lived my life on the edge i'm just imagining oh like the kid next to me when i was nine years old doing that and me being going home being like mummy something really strange happened today <laughs> <laughs> well there we go I did um, boring life that's for sure <laughs> We are going to have to wrap that up, I'm afraid, because we're going to get cut off, um, as per usual, which is always sad, and I will try and squeeze a song in. But, how guys, it's already 10 o'clock. Thank you so much yeah. for joining us, Flora. It's been a pleasure. And I Thank hope to have the face to the voice soon. I'm sure that, hopefully, you will be able to make up to St Andrews next year. We will make Definitely. it happen. Absolutely. For sure. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure. Flora, you've been a joy. And thank you for um telling us all about your tea habits and your decaf lifestyle i'm glad that i'm not the only one who, who dabbles with the decaf no Definitely i actually enjoyed thank you for having me of course all right um i think i have been cut out so no song but everyone no can go and have some time to reflect on the idea of dipping digestive wow. biscuits and orange yeah a minute of silence for the, the shocking <laughs> news that we all shared exactly all right <laughs> Thank you very much, everyone, for listening and tune in again next week. See you all next week. Flora, thank you so much. Lots of love and adios. Adios. Bye.